Amen. You have an advantage when you know the word. Hold it up real high. Repeat after me. Say, this is God's word. Not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, thank you for your word. It's always a lamp unto our feet. It's always a light unto our path. It's quick. It's powerful. It's alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And Father, as we come to hear the word from the Spirit of God, I thank you now for the, the Spirit of God ministering to our hearts so that our minds can change so that, Father, we can live out the abundant life that Jesus came for us to have. So as I step back, Spirit of God, step up and minister grace to the hearers of this word. And I thank you in advance for signs, miracles, and wonders following the word of God today. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Let everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. For the last three weeks, I have been ministering independent messages. Everybody say independent messages. And these topics have been in areas that I believe are vital to a believer succeeding. And so today is going to be my fourth and final lesson in these independent messages. Because for the month of November, I'm going to be starting a brand new series which starts next week. So our lesson title, if you're taking notes today, is Overcoming Worry. Overcoming Worry. Have you ever worried about something that never happened? Let me see your hand if you have. Amen. Sometimes we worry about things for days, weeks, and even sometimes, depending on what we feel the level of the problem is, some of us may worry for months on things that may not either ever happen or on things that God ends up fixing anyway. And when we look back, we can see all the mental energy and the emotional tor torment that we may have gone through that was wasted because God worked it out. So today I'm going to show you the key to overcoming worry and then I'm going to give you a process or some steps on how to protect your peace because that's what worry is. Worry is the absence of peace. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to find Matthew chapter 6. We're going to look in verse 24, Matthew 6, 24. And then we're going to go to Philippians chapter 4, verses 6. That was Matthew chapter 6, 24. And then Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Before we jump into the lesson, uh, I want to share a story with you. Uh, you may have heard it before, but I want to reiterate it because it, it, it fits directly into my lesson. Uh, of course, this whole construction process, as, as we've gone through this as a church and as I have gone through it individually, there are several lessons that I've learned throughout this construction process. And uh, probably midway into the whole construction piece, uh, one day God just asked me a question that was a very awkward question to me. He asked me, he says, Evan, 
He says, are you worried about Lisa Fuller's car breaking down? And I, and I thought that was such an awkward question. You know, it was weird. I mean, why is God asking me, am I concerned about Pastor Lisa's car breaking down? So I, 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 I was like, uh, excuse me, I, I didn't get it. He says, are you worried about Lisa Fuller's car breaking down? And I reluctantly said, no, no, I'm not worried about her car breaking down. And so then he asked me a second question. He says, so are you worried about if her car breaks down, her being able to fix it? I'm like, what? Are you worried about her if her car broke down? Are you concerned about her being able to get it fixed? And I was like, no. He was like, why? I said, well, because it's, it's not my car. I said, now, if she needed some help getting it fixed, I would help her. But she's never needed help to fix her car. And I was still, you know, clueless of why God was asking me this. And he says, well, the reason why you're not worried about her car breaking down is because it's not your car. He says, so my question to you, Evan, is why are you worried about Project 360 and it's not yours? In other words, God is the one who told us to build this building. And because he's the one that told us to do it, it is his responsibility to make sure it happens. Now, I might be a manager of the project, but he's the owner of the project. In other words, I work for him. So that means all the resources, all the finances, all the help, whatever whatever needs to happen to bring this building to pass, it's not up to me. And there are times that I lack some sleep because I was worried about a project that wasn't mine. And so there were times after he asked me those questions, when I found myself on the edge of getting ready to worry, I would remember him saying, it's not yours. So I would have to say out loud to myself, Evan, it is not yours. And then peace would come. And there are some of you today who don't know that what you call concern is actually worry. And what you don't realize is worry is negative believing in reverse. Worrying is lack of trust. And we don't know that we're not trusting. We just think that we're worried. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just concerned. Well, it's not. Another word for concern is worry. Amen. So let's look in Matthew chapter 6 because this context of scripture helps us to see what Jesus' perspective on worrying is. He says, and I'm reading out of the Living Bible, You cannot serve two masters, God and money. For you will hate one and love the other or else the other way around. So my counsel is, this is Jesus talking. He says, my counsel to you, word of truth, is to don't worry about things, food, drink, and clothes, for you already have life and a body, and they are far more important than what to eat and wear. Look at the birds. They don't worry about what to eat. They don't need to sow or reap or even store up food because your heavenly Father feeds them, and you are far more valuable to Him than they are. Verse 27 Will all of your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothes? Look at the field of the the lilies in the field. They don't worry about theirs. Yet King Solomon and all of his glory was not clothed as beautifully as they. 
And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, won't he more surely care for you, O men of little faith? So don't worry. Look at your neighbor and say, don't worry. And look at your other neighbor and say, I said, don't worry. So don't worry at all about all uh, having enough clothes, having enough food. Why be like the heathen or the unbelievers? For they take pride in all these things and are deeply concerned about them. But your heavenly father already knows perfectly well that you need them. And he will give them to you. Watch this. If you give him first place in your life and live as he wants you to. Verse 34 ends like this. So don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrow too. Live one day at a time. Now, I'm going to highlight a a phrase that popped up in the King James Version of this because this phrase is what I want you to focus on today. Watch this now. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Jesus said, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought. Everybody say, "No no thought. Take no thought for your life. Notice he said, take no thought. So that means if he's saying take no thought, that means I'm, I'm able to not take the thought. He says, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, or for your body. Verse 27, Jesus says, which of you by taking thought? Everybody say, taking thought. He says, by taking thought, can you add one cubic to your stature? Look at verse 28. And he says, and why take you thought? Notice now Jesus is saying, you and I have the ability to take thoughts. Verse 31. Therefore, take no thought, what? Saying. Everybody say saying. He said, therefore, take no thought, saying. What should we eat? What should we drink? And then look at the verse 34. For tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Now, two things I want you to notice. I want you to notice, first of all, that the phrase, take no thought or taking thought, was mentioned five times in ten verses. Five times in ten verses. And then here is something that I really want you to see. The English words, take thought, is a Greek word, and I'm going to spell the Greek word because I don't know if I'm pronouncing it properly. This Greek word in the Greek, which is take no thought or take thought, is the word M-E-R-I-M-N-A-O, marinao. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. This word marinao in the Greek is the English words take thought or take no thought. Now, why am I mentioning that? I'm mentioning that because we're going to confirm that that word means that in Philippians chapter 4. As a matter of fact, turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. We're going to look in verse 6, Philippians 4, verse 6. So here's the first thing I want you to know about worrying, because worrying is real. Worrying starts, watch this, when you and I take a thought. In fact, say this with me, say worrying starts when I take a thought. Now, see, some of you may be saying, well, Pastor Evan, how do I take a thought? Well, remember now, this is in uh, Matthew that we just read in Matthew chapter 6. In verse 31, Jesus said, therefore, take no thought saying. So you and I 
take thoughts. And the way we know we took a thought is when we say it. So how do you take a thought? You take a thought when you open up your mouth and you say it. Once you said it, you have just taken it. So here's the thing. You have a decision to take negative thoughts or you have a decision to take positive thoughts. You have a decision to take God's word or you have a decision to take the devil's word. Here's the question. Whose word or whose thoughts are you going to take? Amen. So I'm going to give you the key to worrying up front or the key to not worrying up front. And here it is. The key to overcoming worry is focus. Everybody say focus. Our minds were designed to think one thought at a time. You cannot think more than one thought at a time. You may think in a series of thoughts, but you can't think two things at one time. You ever heard people say you have a one-track mind? Well, we really literally have a one-thought mind. You cannot think more than one thought at the same time. And that's why he says, take no thought saying. Why? Because you and I have the ability to take the thought. But listen, in order to take the thought, we have to be focused on something. So if, listen, if the thought that we take is negative, we are focused on the negative. If the thought is God's word, then our focus is God's word. And Philippians 4, it confirms this. Watch what it says in verse 6. Be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Now the word be careful for nothing. Watch what it says. But in everything by prayer. Before we move on. When you look up the word be careful. It means listen. To take thought. Be careful means to take thought. So what he's saying in that verse is take thought for nothing. Now, the word take thought is the same word, marineo, that was over in Matthew chapter 6. That's why I pointed it out. So the word take thought is the same word, be careful for nothing. So in other words, you and I are in control of what thoughts we decide to take. Notice he said, be careful for nothing or take thought for nothing, but in everything. By prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ. So verse 6 in Philippians chapter 4 is telling us what to do with these thoughts. So when you and I, whatever thoughts that we decide to take, if they are negative, worryful thoughts, if that's a word, If these thoughts are making us worry, he's saying, don't go to bed with them. Don't walk around with them. Don't walk around with them in your mouth. He says, what I want you to do is use prayer and supplication to get rid of these negative thoughts, to get rid of this worry. Why go to bed with worry when you can give them to somebody? So before you go to bed at night, do not go to bed burdened down with negative thoughts and worry or anxiety. Don't go to bed with that. What did he say do with it? He said pray 
And he said, supplication. The word supplication means a specific request. So don't just say, well, Lord, I need you to heal me. No. Say, Lord, I need you to heal my pancreas. If that's what a problem is, pancreas, if that's what a problem is, be specific. A lot of times when we're praying, I'm telling you, I had somebody one time years ago came up and they said, Pastor, would you pray for, for, for God to give me some increase? I said, what kind of increase? They said, financial increase. I said, well, how much you want God to bless you with? And they said, well, anything. I said, well, no, you don't just want anything. They said, Pastor, I just need increase. Just, just pray. So I pulled in. I, got, I reached my hand in my pocket and I gave him a nickel. I said, there's your increase right there. Oh, well, that's not enough. But no, you weren't specific. He's saying when we come, we must come with prayer and specific requests. Let our requests be made known to, unto God. And then after that, it says after you presented your specific prayer to God and you've, listen, you've done that. He says then offer up thanksgiving. Thanksgiving or giving thanks is something that we normally do. After someone has done something for us. If I were to open the door for you, you would tell me what? Thank you. But see, God is saying, I want you to thank me after you give me your prayer and your specific request. I want you to thank me right then and there. And here is why. Because the moment you ask God to do it, if it was according to his will, which means it lined up with his word, the moment you ask is the moment he did it. Even if you can't see it, doesn't mean he didn't do it. In Mark chapter 11, when Jesus spoke to the fig tree, the Bible says he spoke to the fig tree and he spoke out loud and his disciples heard him. But they came back 24 hours later and Peter looked at the tree and said, Oh, master, the fig tree that you cursed is withered away. Well, it must not have physically withered when he spoke it the first time. Because had it withered in front of them, they'd have saw it. Well, Jesus, the Bible says the tree was dried up from the roots. So even though when Jesus spoke and cursed the tree, it didn't look like something happened, something happened. So when you and I, we bring our request to God, the moment we ask, God does something about it. And that's why he says, I want you to thank me up front because I done already done my part. Let your request be made known unto God. Offer up thanksgiving. And then watch this. And then he says, once we do that, then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard our hearts. So how do you and I overcome worry? How do we do that? Because some of you all have been trained to worry. Some of you all worry and runs in your family. It's just what you do. Like in some people's family, you know, naturally, diabetes may run in your family. You know, uh, 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 whatever, other things may run in your family. Well, worrying is running in some of y'all's family, and you don't know, and, and you've accepted it. That's just how we do it. Well, worrying is proof you're not trusting. So how do we overcome worry? Here's number one. I want you to write this down. You must know and believe that you can control your thoughts. 
You must know and believe you can control your thoughts. Some people don't believe that they're in control of their thoughts. They act like the devil is so big and bad that they can't control the thoughts he throw at them. Well, you might not be able to control the thoughts he throw, but you can control the thoughts you decide to catch. The devil is not all-knowing. He does not know everything. As a matter of fact, there are some thoughts that the devil has thrown my way. I didn't even open my mouth to even tell somebody he said it because I don't even want him to know that I heard it. Amen. And during this construction process, the devil, I mean, he I can't tell you how many times he told me this building is never going to be built. Pastor, he, you know, the devil call you Pastor Evan too. <laughs> Pastor Evan, that building, you're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. You're not going to make it. Y'all going to get halfway and you're going to run out of money. People going to be riding by that building and it's going to be half built. They're going to be right. Well, he tried. Pastor Evan, I'm telling you, you're going to run out of money. Uh, and when y'all run out of money, they're going to think you stole the money. See? And listen, and in the process, look, the way we got this money, you can't steal this money. But see, he, he lying to me. Pastor Evan, I'm telling you, they're they going to think this. They're going to think this. Oh, Pastor Evan, as soon as you sign those loan paperwork, as soon as you sign that all the members going to leave the church, then you're going to be stuck with the loan. I mean, he just lying. He be, the Bible says he's a liar. But every time he lied to me, I had to tell the truth to him. I'm going to say that again. Every time the devil lied to me, I had to tell the truth to him. That's what Jesus did. When Jesus was being tempted by the devil, the Bible says he said, it is written. So you know what I did? I took the devil. Every time he lied to me, I took him over to 2 Samuel. I said, oh no. God said that he would appoint a place for Word of Truth Family Church, that he would plant us in a place of our own, that we move no more. That's what's going to happen to that that building devil. We are going to be planted and we will move no more. Yeah, but Pastor Evan, uh, y'all ain't finished yet. It's taking y'all a long time. Yeah, but he told me he will point a place for our people, where the true family church, that we will move in a place of our own. He will plant us and that we will move no more. Yeah, but Pastor Evan, uh, uh, look, you had to change builders. Uh, they, you're not going to be finished. Oh, but he said that he was going to appoint a place for us, that we will plant us and we will move no more. Sometimes, listen, the devil is hard of hearing. You have to keep telling him. And worry is nothing but fear disguised. And all the devil wants you to do is to believe the lie. So I had to keep doing it. So you have to believe that you're in control of your thoughts. And if you notice in, in uh, Philippians, in verse 8, he says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are a good report. If there be any virtue, church, and if there be any praise, I want you to read this with me. Think on thee. Say it again. Say it one more time. He said, think on these things. What things? Things that are just. Things that are pure. Things that are lovely. Things that are a good report. 
things that have virtue and things that have praise. He's saying, I want you to think on these things, which tells me that I'm in control of what I think. In 1999, my mom had a massive stroke. It was such a bad stroke that the doctors called all of the kids and said, I would come down and see your mother because she's not going to make it. As I was getting ready, I'll never forget, I was uh, in the in shower getting ready, and the Lord speaks to me and says, that sickness is not into death. She's not going to die. So I went to the hospital with a different perspective. I walked in knowing, oh, no, she, she just, she's laying. And when I got there, she was laying in the bed. She couldn't talk, couldn't open her eyes. Basically, she was in a coma. And let me just throw this out. When you have a loved one fighting for their life like that, don't allow the doctors to give the report in the room. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. One of the last senses that leaves a person's body before they die is their hearing. Why? Because God still wants faith to be able to come for that person. How does faith come? It comes by what? Hearing. So before you die, God's going to make sure you're always in a position for the, to be able to hear faith. And even though my mom was laying in that bed, could not talk, could not move, could not open her eyes, she still could hear us and we didn't know it. So here it is, the doctor's giving this negative report. Because people, when they're fighting for their life like that, they don't know how bad it is. And I'll never forget when she came out of that. Right now, my mom walk and talk and eat. She can drive, even though she preferred to be chauffeured. Okay. She's back well and normal for the most part. I said, Mom, how did you pull out of that? And this is what she said. She says, I, the whole time I was in the hospital, even though I couldn't talk, she says, I was thinking about all the good, good times with the family. She said, I thought about Christmas time and when y'all were little kids and us giving y'all gifts. She said, I would think about Thanksgiving when our whole family would get together and have dinner together. She said, I thought about the family reunions. Basically, she decided to use her mind to think about good things. And it was those thoughts of good things that pulled her out of that coma. Well, that's what he's telling us to do in Philippians. He said, whatever things that are good, are just, a good report. He says... Think on the, if it's, listen, if there be any praise, he said, think about that. So listen, don't let the devil throw negative thoughts at you and you take them. No, no, no. No, what you need to do is take something that's good. Take something that's honest. Take something that's pure. Take something that is of good report. Take something that God has done in your life. And then he says, think on that. So now I'm going to think about the good things God has done in my life. Amen. So you're going to, you know and believe that you have control over your thoughts. Here's number two. Since focus is the key to overcoming worry, we must choose to keep our minds focused on the Lord. Uh, Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusted in you. Verse 4, trust you in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. That verse is telling us, if you want to maintain perfect peace, keep your mind on the Lord. 
Amen. And that means now I have the ability. He wouldn't say, keep us in perfect peace when our minds are stayed on him if we didn't have the ability to keep our mind on him. Amen. And so this is, this is how you control what you think. By making sure what you hear, what you see, and what you say is good. I'm telling this is how you can control your thinking. Because see, some of y'all let your thinking go way out there. You done had an accident in your mind. You done, your car done rolled over three times. You, 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 you done went through all of that mental exhortation. And nothing has happened. Why you let your mind go that far? Touch your neighbor and say, you need to get your mind under control. That's why you have to renew your mind. You have to renew your mind. Listen, the word, the Bible is not just there for you to just uh, make you feel good. It's there to help conform your thinking to how God thinks. The Bible says, be not conformed to the world. So you and I, we are automatically going to think like worldly people until we put the word, God's word in our minds. Some of us have stinking thinking. Just look at your name and say, I smell your mind right now. Go on and tell them, I smell it. I smell your mind right now. Not... We can control what we think by making sure what we hear, what we see, and what we say is good. Amen. He said, whatever things are just, whatever things are honest, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there be virtue, if there be praise, think on these things so i'm going to challenge you today when you see yourself worrying stop the train i already told you how i did it the devil said evan y'all ain't gonna that building ain't gonna never get finished what did i do it is written Oh, no, he said he was going to appoint a place for my people, Word of Truth Family Church, that he was going to plant us in a place of our own, that we move no more. And the scripture says, he who has begun a good work in me, he will finish it until the day of Jesus Christ. That God, If God started it, he can finish it. And I declare that, that that building, that's why I kept saying that that building is fully financed, it is finished, it is furnished in Jesus' name. Why would I say that? I'm saying that because I'm not going to repeat the lies of the devil. And some of you need to stop the freight train. He's told some of you, you're going to die early. Your mama did, your auntie did, your your great auntie did, your great grandma did, even your great, 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 great grandma did. You don't even know your great, 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 great grandma. But the devil is telling you. He's lying. So I'm going to do a declaration over you today. And, uh, I was going to do it, and I, I didn't have the time, but for some reason, and I know this is odd, I, I never hardly do what I'm about to do right now. But some of you have a stronghold of worrying on your life. God told me to lay my hands on you. Break that spirit of worrying. Then we're going to do a declaration for everybody over you. But if you know, stand. in fact, everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. If you know that, man, worrying has been a stronghold over your life. 
It's been a stronghold. It, 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 you rarely have peace because you're worrying about this and you're worrying about that. You're worried about this. I just want you to quickly come down. I want to pray for you. Quickly come down. Quickly come down. Okay. I should have came to you, huh? Wow. Now see how many people the enemy is trying to just burden down? But he's a liar. I said he's a liar. He's trying to convince you that something's going to happen that's not even going to happen. I have a question for you. Have we pretty much finished our building? Okay, so was the devil lying to me? Absolutely. And whatever he's telling you today, you're not going to make it. He's a lie. They're going to take your house. He's a lie. They're going to take your car. He's a lie. You're going to lose your job. He's a lie. You're going to lose your business. He's a lie. You're going to die early. He's a lie. You'll never get married. He's a lie. You'll never stay married. He's a lie. All I need you is to get in agreement with me that when I touch you, that spirit of worry, anxiousness, anxiety is going to go. Listen, but it is going to be up to you to not let them come back. It's going to be up to you. So I'm going to make the declaration and this is over everybody, but I'm going to make this declaration and then I'm just going to come and lay my hands on you. Once I touch you, you can, you know, circle back to your seat, but I want you to raise your hands up to receive what I'm about to declare over you. I declare over you now that worry is broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Say, I received that. I decreed that the greater one who lives on the inside of you it's big, therefore negative thinking will no longer dominate you. Say, I receive that. I take authority in Jesus' name over any generational habit, any spirit or stronghold that has controlled your bloodline for you to be anxious, worried, negative, doubtful, fearful, uneasy, or even harassed in Jesus' name. Say, I receive that. I declare over you that no weapon formed against you will prosper because God is for you. And if he's for you, who or what can be against you? Say, I receive that. I bind worry and I release joy. Come on, when I do that, you're going to say, I receive that. I, I bind worry and I release joy. I bind fear and I release trust. I bind anxiousness and I release love. In Jesus' name. And I declare and declare that God's peace rules your heart and rules your mind in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you that as I obey you right now, the spirit of worry and anxiousness and fear is being broken in the name of Jesus. It's being broken in the name of Jesus. It's broken. In Jesus' name. It's broken in Jesus' name. It's broken in Jesus' name. It's broken in Jesus' name. 
It's broken in Jesus' name. It's broken in spirit of fear. You're broken in Jesus' name. You are broken in Jesus' name. Worry, go in Jesus' name. It's broken right now in Jesus' name. Worry is broken 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 in Jesus' name. This way. Worry is broken in Jesus' name. 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 Worry is broken. Oh, you gonna leave. You gonna leave. Today, we evacuate you right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Worry is broken. It's Jesus' name. Worry is broken. Worry is broken in Jesus' name. Worry is broken. Worry is broken. In Jesus' name. Worry is broken. Raise your hands up. Worry is broken. Worry is broken. Pull it down just a little bit for me. Look at me, sweetie. Let me tell you what the devil's been telling you. You're not going to be able to raise these boys by yourself. You can't do that. You can't make it. But see, what he failed to realize is that you've already made it. You already doing it. You done already done it. And God is not finished with you. And because you have been faithful to God, he's about to show his faithfulness to you. Father, I thank you for a level of blessings that she can barely handle in Jesus' name. Worry, you're broken 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 in Jesus' name. Worry, you're broken. You're broken in Jesus' name. I don't want to get in front of that speaker. Worry, you're broken in Jesus' name. Worry, you're broken in Jesus' name. Worry, you're broke. Put your hands toward them. Don't just watch. I want you to stay in agreement with me. Worry, you are broken in Jesus' name. Broken. Broken in Jesus' name. Broken. Spirit of worry, you will not torment her anymore in Jesus' name. Broken. Broken in Jesus' name. Broken in the name of Jesus. You're broken. Spirit of worry, you will not dominate this man of God in Jesus' name. Broken in Jesus' name. Broken 
You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Broken in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 She will not fail. She will not fail. She is not a failure. In Jesus' name. She's a winner. She's a child of God. And the greater one, she's the head and not the tail. And no longer will you lie to this woman of God to tell her she's a failure. She's a winner. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Worry be broken in Jesus' name. Worry be broken in Jesus' name. Worry be broken in Jesus' name. Worry be broken. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. The, the worst has happened. The worst has happened. The worst has happened. That's all the devil could do. He tried to break you, but he couldn't do it. Praise him. Worry be broken in Jesus' name. 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 In Jesus' name. Worry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sweetie, I don't know you. Here's what makes your worrying bad. Because there are people you love who worry. And they push you into worrying. Sometimes you, you're not even worried about some stuff. But, but they call you and they tell you. And it pushes you into worry. Father, help her guard her mind. In the name of Jesus. And worry you cannot win. Be broken in Jesus' name. Worry be broken. 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 In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He's done it before. He can do it again. Worry be broken. In Jesus' name. 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 Pull them down this way so we won't get in front of that speaker. Thank you. Worry be broken. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Worry be broken. In Jesus' name. Worry be broken. Hallelujah. Listen, the devil just lied to somebody. Just now. I don't know who it was. He just lied. He said, oh, you think worry's going to stop just because he put his hands on you? That's a lie. I said that was a lie. Worry be broken in Jesus' name. Be broken in Jesus' name. Be broken. Worry in Jesus' name. Anxiety be broken. Hallelujah. 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 Who in here have panic attacks? Anybody have panic attacks? I mean like real panic attacks. Just put both of your hands up right now. In Jesus' name, that assignment 
of panic attacks, we cancel that assignment now in Jesus' name. No longer will panic come over your heart in Jesus' name. Worry be broken 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 in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Worry be broken in Jesus' name. Worry be broken in Jesus' name. Worry be broken in Jesus' name. Worry be broken. Y'all come up closer. Be broken. Hold your hands up. Worry, anxiety, fear, panic, depression. You can't have him. It's broken in Jesus' name. It's broken in Jesus' name. Worry is broken in Jesus' name. Broken in Jesus' name. Worry is broken right now in Jesus' name. Being he's a faithful God. He's done it before. He'll do it again. Hallelujah. Worry be broken in Jesus' name. Worry be broken in Jesus' name. Worry be broken. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Worry be broken in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Worry be broken in Jesus' name. Worry be broken in Jesus' name. Worry be broken in Jesus' name. Worry be broken. In the name of Jesus, worry be broken.